You're listening to a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more podcasts, blogs and video logs, visit us at www.wrexhamfan.co.uk. Final whistle is brought to you by Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. We've now had the 400 minutes, this is crazy. The crowd desperate for the keeper to come up. Pooley with a free kick on the halfway line, the keeper stayed back. Pooley dinks it in towards the edge of the box. A huge crowd in there comes of Asimani. It'll go for the corner if it goes. But there's the final whistle. Wrexham have won. Three out of four now. They've kept three clean sheets out of four. It's a huge result for them, but goodness me, it's hardly a, a glorious performance. It might well help their confidence. Levine Sacco scored the goal, his first goal for Wrexham to give them the three points. But Ebbsfleet have only one win all season. We haven't won here since April against Wrexham really showed tremendous heart and spirit and deserve to get something out of this match. Liam Daish is really having a go at the fourth official as the Wrexham fans are applauded by their team. The first 35 minutes were very scrappy, very low quality. Wrexham had the odd chance here and there, the best coming in the 10th minute when Christian Smith did well to step up, win the ball midfield and play a through ball to Wes Baines. The keeper came out for the one-on-one and managed to get enough of his body to deflect it away from goal. Then, Ebbsfleet though, in midfield were working hard and Elliot Charles with his strength up front was causing problems. He did well to outsmart Asimani on the sprint down the right channel, lash a shot over and then from a dubious free kick the referee, Gary Jordan, had a very poor day at the office. Chris Maxwell made his first key intervention, a free kick from the right hand side. Crooks with a fine header from 10 yards out. A brilliant save low to his right by Chris Maxwell to push it away as Maxwell has been criticised now by Liam Daish in the whole stand shouting cheat at him. Daish, well, no class about that whatsoever coming out to have a go at a teenage goalkeeper. And Daish is now waiting for the referee. Is he? The referee's going over to the far side of the pitch. Daish and the crowd are waiting for him and... Well, there'll be all sorts unleashed on him when a dish in the end is decided as the referee's walking over even more slowly than a, a player getting substituted inside a winning an injury time. Dish decide to give up and walk in. Anyway, Max made a brilliant one-handed save and then followed it up with a double save when Vieira got to the rebound and lashed it in. And Max had the brilliantly to smother his shot. Almost straight away, Wrexham on the break. Span, driving an excellent diagonal ball over the top. Baines came out a 50-50 with the keeper Tony well to stand up and block it as the referee now well some of the MC staff have gone out to have a go at it you can hear what the crowd think and uh, some of them came out to confront him and in the end he, the stewards managed to get him into the tunnel without any further confrontation so yeah Tony with a good 50-50 save from Baines current standing at well to take the shot on his chest then Asumani lofted in a free kick to the box Taylor flicked it on it ricocheted, it could have gone anywhere, but it came out in the end of the edge of the air and Fleming drove a shot to wide from 18. But that chance at 10 minutes left sparked Wrexham's one good spell. For 10 minutes at the end of the first half, they showed energy, they pressed on, they hassled them street, they put pressure on a leaky defence, and they actually looked like a side that was capable of doing uh, of beating them. And indeed, it was during that period that Wrexham managed to get the goal which was decisive. Before then, a taste of what was to come came and Span intercepted well and found Sacco, who cut in and drove in a shot from wide. Then Wrexham squandered a three-on-one break, Fleming doing well to Tim Smith, who maybe should have shot, but instead squared the ball to Mark Jones. It was a 50-50, and Cronin saved at his feet. But laughed Lysen in Wrexham, and they took the lead in the 43rd minute. Great play by Baines in the centre circle to turn 
and drill in Sacco on the left. He cut inside and drove in a shot. The keeper Cronin dived down low to his left and got a good hand to it, but couldn't quite get enough on it, and it rolled just over the line before it was cleared. The second half, well, to be honest, really again, very little quality. But Evstreet showed a hell of a lot more heart pushing forwards. A massive scramble from a free kick in Wrexham's box saw Maxwell come out and try to punch clear, not quite make it. Wrexham surviving by the skin of their teeth. Wrexham broken veins, lashing a terrific shot from the right flank, 25 yards out, that rattled into the side netting. But that sort of breakaway was all Wrexham were going to manage in the second half. An unbelievable scramble from another set piece ended with Chase getting round the back of the defence and pulling in. Bailey from six yards out looked certain to score, drove it in. Superb one-handed save again, low to his right by Maxwell. The game could have turned in the 69th minute. Wrexham at this point really clinging on and not defending convincingly when the, uh, Leon Crooks, the centre-back, was sent off. A decision which, on the face of it, looked straightforward. It's a long ball over the top by Sacco. The keeper came out to start thinking about dealing with it. He should have done, but then retreated back into his box. The ball bounced high. Baines got in goal side of Crooks right down the middle. Crooks shoved him to the ground. Certainly, if you foul a uh, player who's goal side of you when last defender, you'd expect to get the red card. But the letter of the law does say you go out of the ball under control. Baines certainly didn't because it was 10 foot above him. The referee pulled out a red card. Baines' free kick was smashed right through the wall like a rocket, but straight at Cronin, who probably didn't see it coming, but <laughs> ricocheted off him and went to safety while the ground reverberated to the crashing sound of the disgusted crooks walking down the dugout and kicking a pane glass window in, no doubt. The game continued with Epstein down to 10, but still pushing on. Hiru lashed a fantastic strike from the edge area, which just grazed the post. Then a looping free kick by Holmes just wide before Epstein were reduced to nine men in the 84th minute. A back pass to Maxwell, a reckless tackle by Elliot Charles, who lunged feet off the ground and took Maxwell out, and he was dismissed. Epstein down to nine men. The crowd were furious at Maxwell, especially when he got up and was able to take the kick. And as I said, Liam Day should have gored him as he left the pitch. But I thought the way that Liam Day actually blanked Charles when he tried to justify himself to his boss as he left the pitch said everything. In injury time, Epstein still pushed on, but Wrexham, with two man advantage, always looked like they ought to be able to take uh, catch them off on the break. A, a horrible mistake when Cronin went to take a free kick by the corner flag but hit it against the defender. Should have led to a goal. It dropped to Baines whose shot towards the unprotected goal was blocked. Fell out to Taylor who should have done a lot better but from 10 yards out his shot was saved by Cronin who by then had got across into position. And then Cronin coming out to try and get play going dribbled past Wes Baines but then was tackled by McCluskey with an open goal from 35 yards out but trod on the ball and lost it. Wrexham unable to put a nine-men side to bed and maybe that just sums things up in a sense. It's a, it's a win but it's hardly a glorious one. It's a win but let's face it we're, we play like a lower BSP team. Um, I've just posted up on, on the match thread on Red Passion that over the last eight games, point-wise, we are worse than Chester. And yet, you know, Chester got thumped midweek 4-0 by Barrow. They've gone and drawn at Grays today. After our goal, we never really threatened. And yet, our goal was living a charmed life. And as I said in commentary, Maxwell was that charm. Easily man of the match. He, he, he probably made a bit much of the sending off, but it was still a sending off offence, but quite frankly our defence sometimes, considering the amount of bodies Dean Saunders sticks back there looks heads and tails no one knows what they're doing and every single time pretty much the ball went into the box, an Ebbsfleet player got a flick on and then it was like pin, pinball wizard in the box. We were lucky to get three points there even with nine men, I really did fancy Ebbsfleet to, to, to get something and I think really if they had stayed with 10 men they would have done and 
on overall performance in this game, they probably deserve the three points, but it's just going home with, with it. So yes, once again, it's a clean sheet. Uh, this time it's a victory, but it is still papering over an awful lot of cracks as far as this, this, this team's concerned. We had four players playing out of position again. Fine Wes did particularly well, but Silvio Span right back, no thanks. Um, um, I thought our midfield battled well, but in some respects they were then being uh, they were then being bypassed by Ebbsfleet, who who were who were passing the ball past them for their quick players to run onto. And looking at our back four, well, apart from Silvio Span, let's face it. I mean, there's probably more pace in the legs of you and I, Mark, than uh, than than those four. And I've turned 51. Um, so all in all, yes, we can take the points, but I do fear that we're probably going to get done at Kettering. Is it Kettering on Tuesday night? Um, Unfortunately, I've got to take the misses out then, so I think I'll I'll miss the uh, the end of our of, of our undefeated run. Uh, but yes, let's take the three points now. But I think we're already having to plan for next season because a better team is going to put some of those chances away. At least uh, something with these ones charmed with the victory, but it's certainly not the performance that we would have wanted. It was a big win yesterday, but um, I thought we were a bit lucky. To be honest with you, we, we had. Um, we, with the chances we had, we should have finished them off, but they had a few chances as well. And um, the ball's the ball's gone our way today. They battled to the end, even with nine men, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, they they were very direct. They kept hitting the ball in the back of us and turning us round and looking for flick-ons and uh, long throws. And we had to stand up to it, and we did to the most part. But um, you know, as I said, the ball broke our way in front of goal. Maxi's made a few saves, which were important and. Uh, you know the important thing was at the end. It's so frustrating because, you know, it looked like a corner, a free kick, and don't give fouls away. And we tried our best, you know, to give as many fouls away as we could at times. It looked like to me. Uh, and they were banging the ball into the middle of our defence. And it doesn't matter how many men you got then. When there's free kicks going into the heart of your goal, then uh, you're relying on the ball bouncing your way, and it and it did today. At one nil, you never totally safe. You're looking for that luxury of a second goal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got the win. I'm, I'm not uh, happy about how we, uh, how we played, but uh, once again, that's nine clean sheets we've had now, and uh, you know, all the, all the, all the bad luck we've had in the past, we, we deserve a bit of luck now and again. What's your take on sending off first of all, the, the very first one? Can I just score an opportunity? Yeah, I think. I mean, it, I mean whether the, the lad thought the goalie was coming, and uh, it's one of them where Wes got round the goal side of him and. Once he once he, he fouled him, the ref had no alternative. I think but to send him off. The second, the second one was uh, a bit late on Max. I don't know whether he caught him, but uh, they look worse than they are sometimes. But um, I don't know if the, I don't know if the lad is booked or was it just a straight red? Straight red. Well, sometimes they uh, they give him, sometimes they don't. You've got a run going now, anyway. Uh, yeah. Following all competitions. And, yeah. And, uh, you said you wanted to turn this into a longer run, and they're certainly doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it's hard work watching. Um, but it's a lot easier than it was. So uh, we're getting wins now. We're climbing up the table. We've got two games in hand. Um, we go Catherine Tuesday, which is going to be a real tough game against another big team. Uh, a bit more of that today, where we're having to win a lot of headers, win a lot of second balls, and um, hopefully we can get three points there. He also caught up with Christian Smith. There's a real battle out there, wasn't there? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, we knew it would be a hard game to come to, but uh, 
in the end we made it hard work, more hard work than it should have been really. We had uh, enough chances to kill a game off, but on the other side, uh, defensively we were very poor. So in the end we were lucky not to concede towards the end, but then they had the runs carried on, so happy days. And another clean sheet as well, because you're a big part of that, because your, your role in front of the back four is crucial. must be satisfying. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say really I've got a role in front of the back four, but uh, really it's the, the whole team really starts from the front. Um, but happily, yeah, we've been happy we've been keeping clean sheets recently. Yeah. And from your personal point of view as well, you've got a good run in the team, the results have turned around, that must feel good. Uh, yeah, I've been happy with the run in the team. Um, I'd say I was a little disappointed how I played today, but um, main thing is we won, so I'm happy in general here. Yeah, you and Flem will work ever so hard in the centre of that pitch. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> wouldn't say it's a, well, it's a hard job, but yeah. so is everything else on the team, yeah. so it's good I'm enjoying it here. Yeah. Yeah. It must feel good for you as well, because like, you're, you're enjoying yourself, and it was unfortunate what happened last season, but the fans have clearly appreciate what you're doing now, that must feel good as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah I suppose so, yeah. Um, last year it didn't really go too well, but... Um, at the moment, it's going all right. Um, good doing a bit like better in the league, but uh, it's going in the right direction again now. Uh, Tuesday to go, and you know, there must be more confidence in the team now. We're not letting well, yeah, goals we in. Know, um, in games, we get chances in that, and as long as everyone does the job, then we're confident we'll win games. So, roll on Tuesday. Yeah. So, I think it's a case of never mind the quality, feel the result. Up to the giddy heights of 15th, our first win against Ebsfleet on their own patch. It wasn't pretty. And Ebsfleet showed terrific spirits and fought very hard, although it did feel like a very low-quality match, in all honesty. But just like against Halifax, the fact of the matter is, we won it. And maybe that's the best way for us to progress. <laughs> the side that doesn't play well but wins is, according to the cliché, supposed to be a good one, isn't it? Let's see how catching turns out when we come up against much better quality opposition. Maybe Mark Griffiths. And Paul Jones, the Rex and Supporters Association's football commentary.